But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky Veto and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? Hey. What's up? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. How was your week? You know, it's a week. <laughs> it's a week. That, that, that was It's weak. been dragging. Yeah, everything's been dragging ever since Game of Thrones came back on. I don't even want to do this about this. Up- what? Fuck that show. Fuck that that show, show fucks you. I've never watched it. Don't ever insult Game of Thrones. Yeah, Don't, I, no. I need y'all to stop being childish yeah. and catch up on probably the greatest TV show ever. You know what I did see this week? I seen Antonio's Facebook. Yeah, you added me on Facebook. I was like, oh shit. You he did? Found I'm gonna oh yeah, right I right found him. Like, I'm going to add you right now. <laughs> no, even oh, better. Even better, I found the baby pictures. Oh, I hate you. Did so. you? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, my God. Uh, post and post and post, fucking, post, post They are glorious. I was like, uh, holy shit. And I found your girlfriend. Oh, uh, God. What's the I'm, girlfriend look like? I want the details. The girlfriend is obviously way too hot for him. So oh. good job to you, Bananas, for punching out of your weight class. I respect it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hate you guys so much. Antonio got it figured out. You find a girl who's too good for you, and then you wife her up. Good job, man. I'm very proud of you. Oh, she is pretty. Harry, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Are you in Hawaii in the picture? (laughs) Why why do they have so many Hawaiian shirts? There's so many Hawaiian shirts. (laughs) Oh, your little senior portrait. You are so cute. I know. Oh, my God. Send me his Facebook link. I want to see. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Oh, God. That's uh, great. Thank you so much. You know what? It's great because now we're friends on Facebook, which means we're friends in real life. So we'll always uh, have that. Luckily for me, I don't use oh. Facebook anymore. So that's good. <sighs> Add me or no more Pokemon Go gifts. Oh! You know what? I don't play Pokemon Go. I sent you a gift earlier, Antonio. You should have gotten it. No, I didn't anymore. To that all game is trash. Add us because we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. <laughs> Don't add me. I, I played it for like the first month it was out, and then it asked me for a dollar, and I never played again. Like, that was it for me. I was like, one dollar? Fuck you. This game used to be free. <laughs> when did it ask you for a dollar? I don't think I've ever experienced that. When, when you, you run, run out, out of, of Pokeballs, probably. Yeah, though. when you run out of Pokeballs. Oh, I mean, you don't have to buy them. It could be like Antonio begging for gifts. <laughs> oh, my God! Listen, I'm, not getting not... On Pokemon... Listen, I'm not getting on Pokemon Go begging for gifts, just like I'm not getting on Twitter begging for... Oh, Antonio, <laughs> your baby face right here. Oh my I'm god. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's leave bananas alone and let's uh, get into this episode. This now awesome. everyone's me begging for my Facebook. You have you have such long lashes. What the fuck? I hate dudes. Oh right? God. I think he looks like he really takes care of the lashes. I Luscious lashes. Oh my god. I hate you guys so much. I think he wears makeup. <laughs> 
All right. I haven't been on my Facebook in the last like three years. I don't know what pictures I have up there. No, these ones are from 2012. You're like in a middle school dance, it looks like. <laughs> oh my god. I'm still stalking Emily. <laughs> oh, oh my man. god. You have a glorious Facebook. No- nothing oh, to be ashamed of. Your girlfriend oh, is so cute. Thank all right, you. all right. Enough about his Facebook. Getting into the episode. Kyle is coming fresh off his win over Bear. And him, Nani, Day, and Maddie are enjoying my and President Trump's favorite American restaurant, Burger King. The fact that Mickey D's destroyed Burger King in our fan poll is truly disturbing. Some of you guys are just trash, and you obviously haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that's why you like McDonald's. So before we jump into it, let's break down where everyone currently stands. We have Team UK right now consisting of Georgia and Theo. Wes has thoroughly destroyed this whole entire alliance. Next up, we got Team US, which right now consists of Wes, Kyle, Hunter, Nani, and Maddie. After that, we got Team Cringe, containing Kara, Paulie, and Turbo, and Team Who Knows, Day, D, and Ninja. Now, it's funny because Team Who Knows is completely comprised of females who, you know, the kind of middle of the pack. I think Ninja has a lot of skills, but she hasn't really done much ever since TJ split him up. So Wes now sets his aim on Theo and Georgia to completely eliminate Team UK. Um, Paulie is up. Paulie is still upset that Kyle is still in the game and deduces that Wes is the real source of the problem. Paulie and Wes have a huge blowout where Wes calls Paulie insecure and irrational. There were no winners in this exchange, and Wes realizes his misstep and wants to mend things with the power couple. So let me ask you guys. With already having the largest and most dominating alliance, does Team USA need Kara and Pauly? Bananas, bring us in. Not really, because, look, especially when you're this late in the game, having a big alliance, although it might seem to help you, it's going to hurt you because, let's say if you win the next challenge, you're going to have to put someone in your alliance on the killing floor because there's not that many people left. Someone has to get thrown in. I mean, CT was a burn vote beginning of the season when Nani threw him in, and, you know, CT went home. So having a big alliance, it's good in the beginning, but when it comes down to the end, you got to have a tight circle. I mean, I think he might be regretting the other members of his alliance. They may not, in his opinion, be as strong as Polly and Kara because they have a history of making in the tribunals and being really great overall competitors so maybe he's kind of regretting bringing in some of the people who haven't performed as well as they have and maybe that's why he's struggling to try and pull them back in under his wing wait but also i just realized something it's Wes we're talking about he's the team of he's the captain of team us technically i would say and that's what he always does he will do whatever he can to make sure he has the biggest alliance and come late in the game, he's going to fuck everyone over. He always does it every season. I guess people forget that he does it because, you know, everyone's so easy to jump on board his alliance. But, you know, Wes is always the good guy, uh, what it seems like. I don't, I don't get it. But then people, you know, they're going to throw out saying, oh, but yeah, Bananas is the biggest backstabber. Meanwhile, last time Bananas technically back, backstabbed someone with Sarah and Rivals 3. So, come on, g- give the guy a break. I personally think that he only wants them in the alliance, though, so that way he doesn't get voted into the elimination because I feel like it's securing the spot that Polly will not call him out. Absolutely. I think you're 100% right. 
So Nani decides that she's going to confront Wes about her standing in his alliance. Nani decides to confront Wes about her standing in the alliance because she really needs to have the vets on her side. Wes compliments Nani on her political game and says that she's average at everything else. And Wes doesn't commit to Nani when it comes to where she stands in his alliance. Um, in your guys' opinion, should Nani be higher up on Wes's alliance at this point of the game? It's kind of difficult to say because she hasn't really done too much in order to protect him because she hasn't been in the tribunal much. So I think that's why she's not as high as she thinks she should be. I mean, I wouldn't trust Nani in my alliance because, you know, in the first few weeks, Nani was all, you know, Team US, Team Vets. And one time Nani was in the tribunal, she put a vet in. So especially late in the game, especially since Wes is also a vet, I don't know if I would trust Nani fully. Would I want her in my alliance? Probably not because, you know, she's not really winning anything. So it, it's easier to throw her in than, you know, to save her. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't really care for Nani. See, I think Nani is somewhat expendable. Yeah. Uh, she would be nice to have in the final because she's very beatable in the final. Plus, also, if you vote her in, she doesn't have a long... She has a long history of, of taking a long break on the challenge. Who knows if she's going to be on that many future seasons? She's somebody who you could probably burn right now and not have to feel the wrath of it later on. Or if so, uh, her wrath isn't going to be that bad because she doesn't have that strong of a power base. I mean, Nani is a good competitor and all, but I just don't see her ha as like a big threat like Kara is. Overall, Nani doesn't have as much of a, a resume uh, overall with these challenges. I mean, I think she's only made like... I don't even know how many finals she's made, and I think that the furthest she ever got was second. But overall, she's not a good runner. She's a smoker. She's kind of just there, I think, in his opinion. I think Wes said it best. Uh, she's average. Just very, very average. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see Wes throwing Nani in any way, just because, you know, Right now, Nani and Hunter have a little thing going on, and I don't see Wes throwing his number one's cuddle buddy. I think Nani's safe right now. Wes is going to do what's best for Wes. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a given. So moving on to this daily challenge. Today's daily challenge is called Highway to Hell. The challengers are strapped to the roof of a doom buggy while it's racing down a track in a zigzag pattern. Today is going to be a female elimination day. This looks like a pretty easy daily challenge, and it looks like one that could have definitely benefited from having Timer show to us. Most of the competitors finish this challenge pretty easy, pretty handedly. Some people did flop it out. The people who flopped this challenge were Theo, Georgia, Hunter, Turbo, Kyle, and Davon. I mean, who would have figured that? But the people who made it into the tribunal out of the winners was Maddie, Wes, and Dee. Bananas, what grade would you go ahead and give this daily challenge? Two out of ten. I mean, so I like the whole puzzle aspect. Like the whole like that puzzle format is like one of my favorites. Like a lot I like doing puzzles like that. Um I, I got the whole, you know, driving around, drifting, you know, trying to throw them off guard. Like I think I paid attention like close attention to the first like two or three that went. And then like after that I was like, all right, let's just speed this shit up already. Like I was just getting bored of it. So that's why I'll give it a 2 out of 10. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 6. I think it was fun. I think that some of the commentary on it was A+. You know, with George's commentary and even Devon's commentary. 
the puzzle itself didn't look that hard, you know, slightly more challenging and, and, and a little bit more physical, but I, I don't think it came together very well. Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of 10. Veto. See, I would give this one probably a seven out of 10, but we definitely need the timers for this one. Um, just because the way it was edited, it looked like some people were on the car longer than others. So I was super surprised when Dee was in the tribunal because it looked like she was on the car for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely feel you. I was so surprised. In fact, that, in fact, that's a good question. How surprising was it that Dee made this tribunal? I'm not, I'm not surprised by like her abilities, but I'm surprised because it looked like from the edit that she was on the car for like a super long time. So when I saw that she won, I was like, what the hell? Definitely because of the edit and the way they put it together and because there's no timers. When Dee was announced as the winner, I was completely taken aback. She hasn't exactly been killing it in the dailies. So, you know, it was real good to see her finally get up there. I mean, I'm not surprised. She's, she's really super smart. Well, she definitely came through when it mattered the most. So let's go ahead and move on to nominations. As soon as nominations began, Wes immediately takes control over nominations and makes it clear that this is a perfect opportunity to start making deals to secure this spot in the finals. Wes has dubs it Wes's masterclass. So in nominations, Maddie decides she's going to go after Kara since Kara kept throwing her name in. Dee is going to go after Devon just because they have an uneasy relationship. And Wes is going to go after Georgia. Now, this is all to leverage power later on in the game. Let me ask you guys, is it a good idea for the girls to sit back and let Wes lead the way? Or should they have taken more control? Antonio. I mean, why would you want Wes leading the way? I mean, look, yeah, he's a great political mastermind, but you do not want him running your game. You want to have your own game, do what you want to do, and focus on yourself. I get, like, both the girls are also rookies, so they kind of want to rely on a vet. But especially in the last few seasons, like, we've seen, like, the guys dominate. I mean, I'm, like, looking forward to seeing, like, there's a few girls just dominate the political game and take over. That's what I'm waiting for. Do I see Dee and Maddie potentially doing it in the future? Maybe Maddie more so than Dee, but I hope it's someone soon. And I, I just don't like Wes taking control. Now, I definitely feel you about uh, the ladies needing to step it up because Cam has kind of been on that, on that path uh, ever since last season. So I think she's going to be somebody to watch out for. And supposedly, it was supposed to be Davon. Davon is supposed to be some type of, you know, supposed to be stepping it up. But we haven't really seen her pull, you know, we haven't seen her really be successful in her political game much this season. I, mean, I just feel like Devon's there more for, like, the commentary stuff more than the physical stuff. Yeah, commentary is going to win you a championship. Becky, oh, what do you oh. think? I mean, I didn't see the girls really take a step back to Wes. I think they listened to what he had to say. But either way, they kept, they chose who they wanted. Okay, so my take on it is that I think that the girls ended up choosing what they wanted to choose. However, Wes taught them how to politic their way. So that way it seemed like they were validated in their choices. Yeah, exactly. Make them think it's their idea and, and they feel good about it, even though it worked in his favor. Exactly. And I think that he was trying to teach them to strategize for the long run. And he was trying to manipulate them into choosing who they already wanted to choose anyway. So it was kind of funny to me. No, I definitely feel you. I think it, I think it could definitely be more than one thing. Like, more than one thing is true. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was a great response. Thanks. Let's get into <laughs> Nani versus Kara. So, Nani approaches Kara about having a veteran respect between the two, 
where Carver won't say her name and voted in. Carver says she respects Nani, but since she's been hanging out with Kyle, if Carver is voted in, then Nani is not safe. Let me ask you guys, what is this veteran respect that Nani speaks of? I don't even think she knows. What do you mean? Might as well talk. Well, because she suddenly, and you know, we're super far into the season, so she suddenly brings up the veteran respect. And I'm like, you know, you voted in CT. Even if it was a burn vote, why didn't you vote somebody that was like brand new, you know, a brand new vet? That's a fact. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, where was this mindset when you were throwing CT's name around? You've known him for years. Also a fact. Bananas. I mean, I totally agree. Like, look. I, I get in the beginning of the game, it was like, you know, veteran rookie where like, yeah, one veteran one kid goes home and I get like, now it's late in the game where you for a singles game. But like what you did in the past when you threw CT in, you just said, fuck the vets. I'm playing my own game. And now, you know, now, now numbers are coming down. You want to, you know, restart the vet alliance. That's not going to happen because, you, know, you know, once you burn a bridge, you can't build it back up right away. And um, I totally understand. Um, Kara's aspect on why she wants to throw Nani in because of Kyle. Nani is the only one on Team US that's not safe. So she's a clear choice to, you know, say, yeah, you know what? We have no ties together. I'm going up against you. All right. Becky. The part that frustrates me, and it's really about the way Nani approached it. She started yelling and she started getting really upset about, I'm an adult and I can be friends with who I want. That's not what Kara was saying. What I heard Kara say was, you are talking to people who are openly stating that they want me, that are open, openly politicking to get me thrown in. So if you are in a room with these people and you're listening to them do this, how do I know you're not on their side? And how do I know you're not encouraging them? So this is what I think about that veteran respect. Bullshit. Fucking bullshit. The first three episodes, almost all of the challenge vets who have won challenge championships were taken out by each other. Bananas, Zach, CT, Ashley, they all turned on each other. The only reason why these rookies and Wes is taking over the game is because there's so much history, so much infighting, they fucked each other up off top. This veteran respect is fucking bullshit. Ask Wes, Johnny Bananas not going after Wes immediately fucked him up, and that got him thrown out in the second episode this season. Wes said, fuck that veteran respect, and it got, it got Johnny sent home. Johnny would tell you, he said, hey, I thought we had some kind of, you know, respect. You know, we, we kind of wage it out, we kind of get everybody knocked out first, and then we focus on each other later on in the game. And Wes pulled the trigger first, and that's why Wes is here, and Bananas ain't. So this veteran respect that 90 is bringing up, fuck out of here. It doesn't work that way. This season is not working like other seasons. In Nani's response confessional, she states that she sees a whole different side of Kara now. She's a bully, she's a liar, and a schemer, and it's not a good look. Nani's offended that her name would be called out before rookies, and Kara says that she might call her out. Things heat up when Kara brings up that Nani's always in the room with her enemies, then Nani responds with that she could be friends with whoever she wants to. Nani also goes on to say, it's just weird to see how Kara has evolved and it's disgusting. Wait, I have a question real quick. So, remember, like, a few weeks ago, Nani was brought into the tribunal, right? And didn't someone, like, ask her, saying, like, who's your number one, or some shit like that, and she didn't want to give anything up? 
Right. So what's the difference between her saying that and Kara saying maybe? Well, it, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but it's Kara. Kara is not allowed to do anything that anybody else would do. Because it's Kara. That's a fact. If she doesn't want to give up information, fuck Kara. Duh. So I just want to make sure we're understanding that Nani's being a hypocrite right now, right? That's why I just wanted just to I, verify. I, I think there is some hypocrisy there. So who do you think won this argument? Nani or Kara? In the long run, I think it's going to help Kara more than Nani. But short term, I think it, it's going to help Nani. So like this week, it'll help Nani out because, you know, Kara's in some heat. She's up for elimination. She could be up for elimination. But I feel like in the long run, because what happens after, I think Kara benefits from the fight. All right, Becky, who won this fight? I think it's an even split. They both had valid points, even though the way they were approached, in my opinion, were wrong. Um, mostly on Nani's side, because uh, she shouldn't have been uh, yelling and freaking out like the way she was. But you can tell that she's panicked because she knows that she's probably going to go in. So I would say it's a draw. All right, Vera, who won? I do think it's a draw. I think that both of them, things were just left unresolved, really. Um, Kara stood her ground, Nani stood her ground, and there's nothing else to be said or done about it. I would actually agree with the ladies on this one. Uh, it was a draw. Um, Kara didn't give up any info. She made Nani feel unsafe, uh, and Nani was able to get Kara painted as a bad guy. But let me ask you guys a question. Everybody got on CT because he was called out by JP. And they felt like he was really entitled. A lot of people feel like Carver's very entitled nowadays. Do you think Nani came off a bit entitled during this exchange? That would be a very solid yes. Bananas, did Nani's entitlement jump out to you? Look, it obviously did jump out. And like you said, you said um, CT, Kara, they have, he might act entitled, but they're allowed to. Because look, if you've seen what CT and Kara, Johnny, Wes, all the other vets did, They've won challenges. They made a name for themselves. So, like, Nani has no right to act like, oh, you can't throw me in. Nani is not a beast eliminations. She's not a beast in finals because, you know, she hasn't won anything. So, honestly, Nani is just trying to save herself, and she's biting herself in the ass with it. If I remember, Nani has uh, one finals appearance, uh, second place. It was uh, five years ago. Um, and I think it was some entitlement just because of her seniority. Not that she she's definitely earned it. Unfortunately for Nani, even though I do think she's think she's a better competitor than what people give her credit for, she do, she doesn't put fear in anybody's heart. Nobody's scared of Nani. Nobody's ever has been. Now, one of the things that really jumped out at me, especially after the episode went off, is almost a complete 360 turn when it comes to Kara. For a long time, I thought that we were still in the process of watching a lot of fans turn on her. And it just really struck me that a lot of people have turned on her. She's no longer the fan favorite that she was two years ago. Um, and she's definitely being painted uh, as a bad guy. Um, I, don't, I don't think the edit is going out of its way to showcase her as a bad guy. But me personally, I haven't seen a lot of behavior that's usually associated with the villains on this show. So I'm asking you guys, what happened to Kara? What happened over the course of these past two seasons that made the fans turn on her? She's over it. 
she's she's over it. She's you can tell that she just doesn't care about anybody's feelings anymore because nobody cared about hers. So I think that she's gotten very hardened and jaded by a lot of the things that have happened to her in this challenge house. So she knows how the game is played. So she's protecting her feelings. I have yet to see her cry and get really upset like she has in the past seasons. I think that she just said, I literally give no more fucks and I'm done with all of it. So I don't blame her. Um, I don't think she is a bad guy in any way, shape, or form, even with her edit. I think that it just shows how far someone can progress after doing this for so long that you're just over it. Okay. Vero. Sorry. Vero. Ah, Vero. There we go. Tongue roll. <laughs> nice tongue roll. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but no, I agree with Becky. I think that she's over it. You know, for years, we saw people bully her. We saw people vote her in all the time. Um, they underestimated her, and now she is standing up for herself. She's very firm. She doesn't make as many agreements as she used to in the games with alliances, and I feel like that's why people are painting her out to be the bad guy, because she doesn't give a fuck. Okay. Antonio? You, you want to really know why is the bad guy right now? Because it's just simple. It's jealousy. Look at the last, what, three or four seasons when Kayla came up, Marie came up, um, Devon, who else hates um, Amanda, Ashley. She had, Kara has made the final each season that they were also in. They're just jealous of her and her fan stands, whatever you want to call them. They're acting the same way as the cast member and just being just jealous because they can't do what she's been doing. That's why she's getting bad heat. That's why everyone's hating her because she's the only person in what last three or four seasons to make the final each each season, and everyone just jealous that they can't do the same. I think you guys are really on to something. And I agree with a lot of it. Everybody liked Kara when she was getting stepped on, sodas poured on her head, treated like shit by Laurel, uh, voted in, betrayed. It was all good. Um, having her infidelities blown up. She went through a pretty tough heartbreak when Kyle ghosted her. She got herself into shape. She made sure she comes prepared for the challenge year after year, she stopped taking into account other people's feelings and she stopped taking into account the repercussions of not caring about those other people. Everybody's always just like, oh, Carver, you know, she keeps losing friends, keeps losing friends. What are you talking about? You do you really think her and Camilla was out feeding the fucking ducks in the park? Think her and Laura was going <laughs> on long walks and shit? She doesn't give a fuck. She says it's like coming to work and they are co-workers. She doesn't have to love them. She doesn't have to love them. She owes them nothing. And ever since she stopped doing that, you know what happened? She started making finals. She started making championships. People talk all that good shit, but they don't want smoke with her in the elimination. They are shook and their fear is showing. Kara has done nothing wrong, except she started to put Kara first. Keep doing your thing, Kara. Keep kicking ass. It's going to keep everybody mad. I love it. I love this transformation. One of my favorite lines is, is a Jay-Z line for Three Kings. He said, people look at you strange and say you change, uh, like you worked that hard to stay the same, uh, and that is one of my favorite lines. Like, Kara's been doing all of this work to stay the same Kara she was four years ago, five years ago, when she wasn't winning shit. People change. CT, 
CT would punch somebody in the fucking head and say, I'm going to smash his head and eat it. <laughs> now look at him. He's sitting on the couch like, hey, calm down, guys. Everybody calm down. People change. It's called evolution. It's called growing up. It's called maturity. Even Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas used to, used to say crazy shit. He said, who the fuck is talking to you, you dumb bitch? He used to roll right <laughs> off of the tongue. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of problems when it comes with Johnny's behavior. But even Johnny has matured to a much different uh, personality. People change. People grow. She had to do what she has to do to make sure she starts winning championships. And if that means that her and Laurel can't be friends, if that means that her and Jimmy, you know, can't text each other late at night, so fucking be it. If I had to choose between being butt buddies with fucking Marie or, or, or anybody else, as opposed to winning, you know, a championship, being a, a solo female winner, what are you going to choose? You guys both know. But I tell you what, keep popping shit on Twitter. Keep standing flops. I don't even get it. Y'all motherfuckers out there standing somebody who hasn't won shit. They're not even on the season. Not even on the season. Yeah. <laughs> Preach, Preach. Come on, come on. That's though. Yeah. Uh, like what? The who's attacking? What does he to be defended? <laughs> no one's bothering. <laughs> the least problematic of everybody. She's just annoying. Listen, get your lives together. It is jealousy. It is envy. And guess what? No matter how much shit y'all pop, no matter how mad you get, no matter who your favorite is, no matter how many retweets, guess what? Corey's going to be in the finals, and your fave isn't. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to cut that. Oh, now, Jesus. Sleep it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to this tribunal. Now, the tribunal opens up on a West quote that I absolutely love. West says, every round you have power is a time you're supposed to exchange that power for value in the future. I love that line, especially coming out of West's mouth, because I believe that line completely encapsulates West's game plan ever since he's been on the challenge. Well, I have a better quote that it's Wes. Dirty, stinky rat. That's not funny? No? Okay. I hate you. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then post I hate you all. <laughs> so, so that quote, definitely, it, that's how Wes has played a game. And now that Wes has all the power, you can tell Wes is having way too much fun doing this. He came back on a really good season. So Wes decides he's going to offer a deal to all of the ladies. And if he decides to keep you safe, you cannot say his name, RD's name, or Maddie's name if you make the tribunal during the next two challenges, which is a great plan. They're going to offer the same deal to everybody. They're going to pick who's going to bring the most value, and that's who they're going to go with. Georgia accepts the deal. Devon decides that she's going to counteroffer that says if she's kept safe, then going forward, all four, each other, all four of them would keep each other safe. I think that that was a very, very bad move. West decides to decline Day's offer and excuses her from his presence, like a king should. Now, West brings his deal to Carver. Now, this obviously is the one person who they want to bring into the fold. She's strong, and she comes with Polly. 
which means Paulie's on his side and he's not gunning after West. Curry set the deal along with keeping Paulie in line. And I think that was the real goal of the whole entire exchange. Kara breaks it down to Paulie and he listens. Paulie immediately sees that, that this is Wes's way of trying to get Paulie off his back. Now, let me ask you guys. The deal sounds good, but this is how Wes plays the game. He offers a whole lot of deals. And then once you get laid on in the game, they're going to start folding. Let's go ahead and move it to the club night. The three ladies up for elimination have a proper sit down. Day sees that she's the odd woman out and wants to band together with the other ladies. Kara plays a coy and excuse herself while Day wants to rebel. Georgia and Day know that Carver's going to take the deal. This got Day hot. So all of this beef between Day and Kara, we can see really where it's starting out from. Now this got Day hot, and she don't like the way that Carver's playing the game. You know, playing to win, because not like Dayron knows anything about winning. So Georgia and Day decide to team up. Georgia and Day decides to team up. <clears throat> <laughs> Georgia and Day decided to team up, and for the life of me, I cannot think of a more fucking useless, pathetic alliance ever. Georgia and Day. Now, I like Georgia and I like Day, but those two together would accomplish completely fucking nothing at all. But, but them working together is better than them working alone. So, I mean, them working together. <laughs> I mean, would you rather have well, one extra person in your alliance or short, or have another person gunning for you? Because I'm sure if they didn't make that deal, Davon or George, if they, were both, if they got voted in, they would probably call each other's name because they wouldn't want to go against Kara Ninja. Because they wouldn't want to go against Kara Ninja or Nani. No, the only thing they're doing is securing their faith in this game, and they're going to get tossed out. Let me ask you guys. How do you guys think that Georgia and Day can actually be successful? Because those two don't have any real power. Georgia has Theo, and Devon has nobody. She is alone. How are they going to succeed? It's better than having no one. I mean, honestly, would you rather... Look, I get they're both not the strongest competitors in this game, but I would rather have someone on my side than someone guarding for me. Because when you look at the rest of the female... Um, Cast members is, that's running low. I mean, who who are really the weakest links on the competitive side? I mean, don't get me wrong, Devon and Georgia, they're both very competitive and they're both, you know, they're both good at the game, but they're not no, up no, there on not. the physical level. No, no so, they're not. No, they're not. Granted, they've been surviving eliminations pretty well. Uh, Devon has doing has been doing better than most. She's four and two, but she finds herself consistently in eliminations. The you know she has been in more eliminations in the past two seasons than Kara has been in the past four. What I'm saying is that they had a chance. They could have went on West's side. They could have teamed up with UK. Devon is supposed to be coming in here. She's supposed to be playing this game to win it, and all that she's doing is making great commentary. She had made a lot of poor choices. What? She's made a lot of poor choices. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of it is Bear's fault. But she has done nothing to build enough good relationships in this game to keep her safe. And that says, to me, that says she has a very weak political game. As likable as she is, nobody is going out of their way to save her. But the um, thing is, Kara is different than George and Yvonne. You want Kara on your alliance, and if she's exactly. in your alliance, she is going to be high up there. That's why she wants, that's why she 
took the deal. Becky, what do you think? I'm just going to say what everybody's thinking. They're screwed. They are so <laughs> screwed. They are up the creek with no paddle. It's, it's terrible. I mean, Day is good with politics, and Georgia No, is, she's is, not. We got to stop saying Day is good with politics. <laughs> Day has been getting thrown in. All season, they had because, because of Bear. Bear. Because that was Bear. Bear, though. That was Bear's fault. But she's cool time, with Kyle. She's cool with a lot of Team UK. Yeah, so... she's cool with But nobody from Team UK is, is sticking their neck out. No, they won't. Corbett. They won't protect her. Well, but... well, Team UK are rookies. So, they're, so they know that they're playing this game, but they're not experienced like other, like other cast members on Team US. That's why. I mean, overall, I just can tell you that they're screwed. They're not strong enough as competitors to make it to this game as a duo. It's just not going to happen. Georgia winning the next elimination or the next daily or even the daily after that is slim to none because she hasn't really won. So I am not holding my breath for these two ladies. I'm sorry. It's they just you need to start praying. That, Pray. is actually a good, that is actually a good point. Ever since it became a solo game, Georgia and Day has done nothing but flop it out. Vero! What do you make of this alliance? <laughs> You're so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that it's really that useful because obviously we haven't seen them in any tribunals since they went individual. But I will say that I think that they're kind of helping each other in the smallest way possible because... By forming that alliance, they're showing each other that whoever gets nominated to go down to the killing floor, they're not going to pick each other. So they're kind of protecting each other, and that's pretty much all they could do for that. There's nobody else to turn to, and it's not really going to affect too much of the game other than eliminations. All right. Antonio. Uh, so I have a question for you guys. So let's just say, hypothetically, um, all three of the Devon, Georgia, and Kara all took the deal without talking to each other, and, and West was stuck with all three of them taking the deal. Who does West backstab and why? He backstabs Georgia. Why? She's it's probably just... the easiest to get out. Even though both Georgia and Day are going to be easy to get out, should be easier. And plus, she's still part of Team UK, so it's only demolishes Team UK even more. It will go Georgia, Theo, Day. I think he would have picked Davon, actually. Really? He's already voted for her multiple times. Because George is a better runner. He wants her out before the final. Well, yeah, but he's already voted for her multiple times because of Bear. So, I mean, why not just keep it going? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, but if they made a final, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I don't think Devon would do well in the final. I mean, I personally would have, if I was Wes and the old three of them, if all three of them accepted the deal, I would have backstabbed Devon just because I feel like Georgia has a better chance of winning whatever daily challenge it is over Devon because the deal is West for being safe why make why backstab someone if they're not going to win you know all right so after the hijinks of club night Devon convinces Georgia to back out of the deal and form an alliance with her <laughs> I'm sorry that's funny to me uh, Georgia approaches West and pulls out of the deal which West is just offended by it. He can't even believe that she would even consider this. But uh, she definitely put a target on her back while doing this. West then pulls up on Carver and Polly. 
Wes pleads his case that he can get them to a final, and Polly accepts, and Team Cringe is now folded into Team USA, the way it should have always been. Now, at this point, you know, Wes has always been known as a master manipulator, always having a great political game, except for that one time during Champs versus Stars, <laughs> you know, where the Stars had him by the balls. Um, I think right now, what we are seeing is we are seeing Wes's masterpiece. Wes is running this whole entire house. And if you're not on Team Wes, you are losing. I think this is Wes's 16 chapel. He is painting his masterpiece here. I'm just okay. looking forward to next week and just seeing his big alliance just crumble. How so? Because let's just say two members of his that are not of his alliance win and one person of his alliance, you know, does win. So then they're going to have to go say they pick three names. Those three names for a good, there's a good chance those three names come out of West Alliance. And there's a good chance that they're going to have to turn their backs on each other. And because they own majority of the house with, you know, what, maybe two weeks for the final, three weeks for the final. So a lot, they have a lot more people than eliminations left. So something has to happen. No way his whole alliance makes the final. No, absolutely not. And Wes is banking on that. But Wes is also banking on uh, the lower rank and file members of his alliance on taking each other out before going after him. Because think about it, if, you're, if you have to go into elimination, what's the chance that you're calling out Wes? The only people, there's only two people, two or maybe three people who have the balls to call out Wes in, in a, uh, on the killing floor. That would be Turbo, Pauly, and Theo. And most likely Theo because he has no other option to go for. And there's still a lot more game to be played, and there are still people who could get called out. Turbo could still get called out, and so can Theo. So... Yeah, let's say if, the, if they both win, then what? what? What are the chances of that happening? Turbo, maybe, but you still got Theo. Theo's been killing it. Theo's won the most. He's been to the tribunal five times. That's more than anyone else. Right, but what's the chances that they're both making it? It happened before. This, well, what I'm saying is West still has an out before he has to start going after his own team. No, Wes is safe. Wes... Wes's chances of making the final himself, they're good. But let's just I, say, but his alliance as a whole, it's slim to none that all members of his alliance made the, made the final. No, of course not. The, the alliance is too big, and especially now that you're yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. They're all going to you know, go against each other, but you know, since Wes is the mastermind and he's at top of the pole, no one's going to gun for him. You know, here goes an interesting question. What do you guys think Paulie ranks on his alliance? Do you think Paulie's at the bottom of the mills on his alliance? Or would Wes go ahead and automatically put him up over, say, a Kyle or a Hunter? I, I for sure that... think he's at the bottom. <laughs> I told you, I, th I told you earlier, I think that he only wants him in the quote-unquote alliance, mm. so that way he doesn't vote for him when he goes to the killing floor. No, I, no, no, I, I, I think... I, I think you're 100% right, because Paulie would not be scared to call out Wes. No, no I, exactly, I he can't take no there. chances. Polly has to be up higher because look, if Wes um, calls out Polly, I mean, I mean, who's gonna call out Wes next? It's obviously gonna be Carr because you know there goes that whole alliance. I think Kyle is you know the, I think Kyle and D are both at the bottom of that uh, Wes alliance pole. I would hundred percent agree with you. I think you have to put Polly higher because it's um, a package deal. Exactly, you have Polly, you have Carr. If you get rid of one, you get rid of the other. 
listen, he did uh, say at the beginning that because he pissed off Polly, he and then pissed off Carr, and he needed to fix the situation. Exactly, so, exactly. I, that that's one of the main reasons why Wes wanted them into the fold. Because if you piss off Polly, you piss off Kara, and they are a power couple. They have been winning, and they have been kicking a whole lot of ass. And Paul and Polly's good at Polly's good at dailies. He's good at eliminations. If Polly finds himself thrown in, and he thinks Wes had anything to do with it, he would call Wes out. He's not scared to, and Wes knows this. If Hunter goes in, if Kyle goes in, you think any of them are going to call out Wes? No, it'd be much easier to bump them off than Polly. I think Polly sits right below Hunter. My, if not, I agree. If, if not yeah. the same exact place. I agree. I agree. The yeah. thing is, is Polly as crazy as he is, is better. He's more mentally stable than Hunter is. Uh, I think that that's why he would rank even maybe a twinge higher than Hunter. Well, if you look at the preview for next episode, you, we see Hunter packing his bag. So maybe Paul is a little bit higher up there. I, th- I think so. I think 100% right. All right, so let's move on to this killing floor. Oh, you down the fuck? Shorty, let's go. Right before we actually hit the killing floor, the ladies of the house want to hear from from Carver's mouth that she's going to back them and they're all going to make a final together. And Carver lets them know that, you know, they're going to go in and kick ass. Maddie's really excited because Maddie looks like Maddie has a lot of respect for Carver. So now, now that Carver is locked in, that only means that Day and Georgia is on the table. And you know how we like to say it. If you're not at the table, you're on the menu. So now that we're on the killing floor, Maddie decides that she's going to go after Georgia. Dee decides that she's going to vote in Day. And Wes seals the deal by voting in Georgia. And then the episode cuts out. We have it to be continued, the first one of the season. Let me ask you guys, fair or foul? I think it's fair. Yeah. We haven't had a whole bunch of that this season. One isn't bad, and they picked a good episode for it. Yeah, I would say so, because it has the perfect amount of drama in it, too. So It was a good amount of drama. Yeah, I, I think it's fair because I mean, comparing to the last season where we had one like every episode. Yeah. I mean, having one at what episode eleven, I'll uh, I'll take it, man. Yeah, that's not bad. If they did one every four or five episodes, it would be fine. Uh, it depends on the season is. If a season's fifteen episodes, okay. If a season's what like twenty something, like last one like eighteen, uh, every four or five, that gets annoying. So. At this point, we like to do our Pinstrip Empire episode MVP brought to you by the Pinstrip Empire. Make sure you visit those guys at PinstripEmpireNY.com and follow them on Twitter at Pinstrip Empire. So, Becky, who's your Pinstrip Empire episode MVP? I gotta give it to uh, Weston uh, for the males. Um, and for the females, I think I'm gonna give it to Maddie. For guys, I'm also gonna pick weston um as much as it kills me but he actually is playing a great game and i can't discredit that um he has his hands in literally everything and this is his game honestly so there's nobody else to choose from and for girls i think maddie i'm glad that she's evolving into her own character she has that competitive side that we're now getting to finally see and i'm excited for it so i'm happy that she made that deal with car maria and it's gonna Hopefully take her to the final. 
Wait, so all three of you picked Wes and Maddie? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's the pretty cool. Right, well, well, you know what? I'll just change it up because, you know, why the fuck not? Um, I'm going to go with Polly and Kara for the same exact reason for my Pinstrap Empire episode MVP. I feel like they've both played a great game. They both, you know, uh, yeah, Kara was up for grabs, you know, but like, look, she is now, she now made herself safer this week. From, and she's now a part of a strong alliance. And in my opinion, she's up there on Wes's totem pole. Now, for Polly, Polly's more of an MVP than Kara this episode because Polly did nothing. He had, he went to today's challenge, you know, didn't really care for much. And he, he's, he now came out of this episode being safe next week. I think you're 100% wrong, and I don't like I mean, the choices I, you made. Honestly, I, was, I wanted to do Weston Maddie for the same exact reasons you guys were going to do. But, you know, I want to change shit up every once in a while, you know? I mean, honestly, I think people would have got bored hearing, you know, Weston Maddie, Weston Maddie, Weston Maddie, Weston Maddie. So, you know, I wanted to throw a little, you know, a little change in there. Yeah, I still think you're wrong. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm wrong. I, I'll admit it. I mean... Don't get me wrong, Wes and Maddie do deserve it over Paul and Cara, but I, I just want to change shit up, you know? Yeah, no, no, I definitely feel, hey, this is the obvious choice. Let me not go with that. Great job. Nope. Let's go ahead. Let's I mean, go ahead when do I way. ever agree with other people? Never. Exactly. I'm a rebel. You're a troll. <laughs> I go with more the troll than the rebel. Yep. Hey, hey my name is not Okay. We are, we're blanking out her name. I don't even want her name on my if, shit. If it was, you'd be blocking everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not blocked. Yo, yo, that's one thing me and Bananas could always agree on. We don't block, we don't run, we don't de-act. We want all of the smoke. I fight. No, actually, no. The only people I did block were um, every single member of the Pinship Empire. Because, you know, they like to look at my tweets and, you know, like, make fun of me for it. <laughs> but, yeah. Besides that, the, I, I don't have everyone else blocked. See, I, see, I decided not to be problematic anymore. I don't argue on Twitter anymore. There's no point. People have already made their minds up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy a good debate, um, but I, I, don't, I don't get into personal attacks and stuff like that. And, and there's, there's a couple of times. I had a couple of good exchanges on Twitter with like, oh, I feel this way. Well, I feel this way. And we go back and forth with our opinion. And that is 100% fine. That's fun. And that's what I do enjoy. Once it starts getting nasty and the personal attacks, and, you know, that's fine. Like, we can have differing opinions and discuss why our opinions differ. If people did that more, I think, I think um, Challenge Twitter would, would be a much better place. But besides, Facts. yeah, but, but all that other shit, oh, I'm not with it. So, yeah, exactly. So I don't even argue with it anymore. I just Suck like, my okay. whole dick. Isn't that what you used to say? <laughs> <laughs> all I know from? is some <laughs> troll decided to tell me that my profile picture stinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, remember Malik used to say that to people though. Suck my whole dick. I'm like, no, oh, no, no, wait, you, got, you can suck my whole dick. <laughs> you gotta say it the way he would say it. <laughs> he does. Malik say it. <laughs> Yo, suck my whole dick. But you know, I don't, I don't get into fights on Twitter anymore because there's no point. Wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. No you point. just started shit today. Your yeah. picture's been on Facebook. It's been yeah. on Reddit. Come on, you started shit today. <laughs> you started no, that no, drama. Like, what the hell is Malik? I'm like, well, I guess they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Yo, yeah, um, uh, I definitely seen it. I, I've seen it on Reddit. I've seen it on um Tumblr. Um, where else was it at? On uh, Tumblr, oh, yeah. people still use that. 
Yeah, people are still on Tumblr. Oh my god. Um, oh yeah, it, it made it to Facebook a couple of times. And Yo, the funny I... thing is, I, I originally put the original picture had the podcast on it too. So I'm glad <laughs> the one I put up didn't have it on there. Um, Yo, join I, the club, man. I In thought it was funny. Facebook's I, I, thought fun, it, you know? I thought it was funny. So any anytime you see uh anytime you see a former cast member twerks for the group chat. <laughs> I have my oh. fingerprints all over it. <laughs> Moving on, it's time to break down the fifthmajorsport.com week 11 power ranking provided by Tyler Louder. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Daily Jorder and the fifth sport. Okay, number one, we have Wes, two, Polly, three, Maddie, four, Kara, five, Turbo, six, Theo, seven, Ninja, eight, Kyle, nine, D, ten, Hunter, eleven, Nani, twelve, Day, and at thirteen, we have Georgia. So, what do you guys think about the remaining 13's placements? I think that this is another solid power ranking. I do like the way they went around it. Uh, I do think that um, camera time and how much, they, uh, how much they're putting in for uh, weekly drama, I think we're starting to see that affected a little bit more. Uh, some good and some bad because Nani was involved in a bit of drama, but we see her down at number 11. Uh, Hunter hasn't been in a lot of drama. We see him at number 10, even though I would think that his actual standing should be a little bit higher. Uh, the top five is really good to me. I don't know if we need Theo at number six, but he does have a pretty good record. But besides that, not a lot of major changes. You know, West Pauly and Maddie as the top three, that's just perfect. So very solid power ranking. Uh, no big changes for me. Okay. And Becky, what do you think? Uh, I agree. I like the way everybody is placed. I, I don't think anybody, I'm trying to see here yet, I don't think anybody is out of it. I think that they're all right where they need to be. I would make one change, Even though. D? You guys think D deserves <laughs> to be that low? I mean, I think... Um, oh, that's a good point. D is kind of low for somebody yeah. who, who made a tribunal today. Yeah, well, since it's weekly power rankings, I'm just asking you guys, like, do you guys think that D should be just a little bit higher compared to like somebody who got no time this episode, like Hunter? Or Ninja, yeah. D at number yeah. seven. Yeah. D at number seven will probably make uh, a bit more a bit more sense. But um, the only major change I will make is twelve and thirteen. I will put Day below Georgia. Well, I disagree. I think um, I think overall the power rankings itself are pretty good. I would definitely swap out twelve and thirteen, but not swap with each other. I would put Kyle and Hunter at the bottom too. Just, and and honestly, I might even throw a ninja in the bottom in the bottom three, just because I feel like even though the three of them are strong competitors, their alliance game got weaker. Because I mean, yes, their numbers as overall got you know greater, but now they honestly, I think in West's like totem pole, they all moved down, and that's gonna hurt them in the long run. And that's why I think they deserve the bottom three compared to the original bottom three. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Out once Paulie jumped up. Uh, Hunter and Kyle's spot has all been pushed down. Even Ninja's spot, because now Kara's there. And I know D and Ninja are close, but I mean, how long can Wes carry both of them? All right, so due to the fact that 
Twitter drama has been on the low since Kara left Twitter, and basically everybody is trying to fight her when she's not there to respond anyway. We're going to go ahead and move on to a bunch of Twitter questions provided by all of you lovely people who follow us. So the first question is from Miss V at Real Paulita Stand. I want to know what you think of Wes being the biggest manipulator. I, for one, am okay with it as part of the game, but it seems to be frowned upon when the female does these kind of moves. I would love to see some ladies doing that. I know Cam is supposed to be great, great at this game. Um, and Devon's supposed to be up next with it, even though we haven't really seen it from her. So I do think females are fully capable of pulling these type of moves. And I think we're going to be seeing some in the future, especially adding strong women like Ninja and Maddie. Personally, I don't have a problem with him being in charge of the game. Um, I do believe that a woman could eventually become a so-called manipulator in the game, as uh, the question person asked. But I do think that um, the personalities of the women that we have on this season, they just aren't so aggressive about their allies. So I feel like that's why we haven't seen a woman do that this season. But I do think that Maddie is kind of starting to change her ways. And um, I wouldn't say she's a manipulator, but she's definitely starting to understand the concept of the game. So if she returns for another season, I do believe that she could possibly pull off this Wes kind of persona in the future. All right, Antonio. I mean, I personally, like, I don't like Wes, but I respect his game. And seeing him as the biggest manipulator right now, I mean, am I okay with it? I mean, I guess so. I mean, if a female were to do it, I mean, I would be okay with it to the extent. I mean, like, I'm, and I'm okay with Wes doing it to the extent. I mean, it's manipulating to a way. I mean, and who you're manipulating, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing to, like, to really talk about. Like, because you like, it all depends on the aspect of the game. So if you're doing it, you know, to take out rookies, then I think it's, you know, kind of stupid. But if you're doing it, you know, to take out a big name, then I think, yeah, I respect it. Good job. Because, you know, you're making yourself more well known. Okay. And okay. I can see all that. All right. So the next question is from Abs at Challenge Carver. They want to know, who do you think is the most well-rounded player in the game so far? And who is the least well-rounded player? Wes is the most well-rounded male. He's great politically, one of the, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, he's great in elimination. He's great in dailies. Once Wes shows up, the house is usually split between Team Wes and Team Bananas. Uh, he runs shit straight up and down. You don't want to see him. And I also got to say Day. Um, you know, Day came over f- over from Big Brother. We expect a lot of big things out of her, but her political game has been atrocious. Um, most of her wins have come off of eliminations where nobody wants to be at. But um, ever since ever since she split with her partner Bear, she hasn't been living up to the hype. Um, she's always finds herself on the defensive, and that's where she stands. Not doing very well. That's why she's uh, on the chopping block. I I disagree with the both of you. I as Me always. Too. Uh, I, think the, I think the most well-rounded player in this game has to be Turbo, and I think the least well-rounded player has to be Nani. And funny enough, they were uh, on the same team. I think Turbo is the most well-rounded because, look, this guy has won Survivor twice. I mean, I haven't seen Survivor, but I, mean, I heard it's a tough freaking show. So you have to be good physically and mentally to be on that show. And I know Turbo's political game isn't the best, but, I mean, what 
is he doing wrong in the political game? And I don't think he's seen any elimination so far. He hasn't even been voted into any tribunals besides when he was with Nani. So, I mean, Turbo's doing nothing wrong. And Nani, her game has just been a mess. I feel like, I think Turbo's been carrying her all season long. Um, I mean, she's been, I feel like she's getting voted into another tribunal soon. And that's that's how I feel. Bullshit. Turbo has no political game and is going to bite him in the ass. Him having no political game is going to be the reason why he doesn't make a final. Anyway, I was going to say, to be completely honest, I feel like it's fine that he doesn't do too well with the politics because his performance speaks for itself. Um, You don't see him shitting the bed on any of these daily challenges, and I feel like that's really important to acknowledge. Really? Because he did time out today. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't even a guy's day, so who fucking cares? Yeah, that's a good point, but Turbo's a flop. He's a flop. He's overrated. So we have a question here from Car Marie G at Miss Baintan underscore 93. And she said, who's the one that likes Burger King so we can vote that person off? Death to Malik. Bye, Malik. You can go now. I I see that you failed to um, share with our listeners the answers to the poll that you posted. All right, all right, all right. I own up to it. One, yes, I like Burger King. Uh, I don't eat much fast food, but I do enjoy Burger King. I have been truly astonished that McDonald's completely spanked Burger King in, in, in the fan poll. I, w- I was not happy with that at all, but I'm going to stick with Burger King. I do like it, and you can't vote me off because I do the editing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll learn. Also tell you, hey, hey, I can tell you that I also like Burger King. Now Whoa. I like... Okay, so I switch up now. I'm not gonna lie. I like the Whoppers at Burger King, and pretty much that's it. The BK Big Fish. I fucks with the Big Fish. Ew, disgusting. So the only thing I like there is their burger. Everything else, everything else is always gonna come up McDonald's. But if you're looking for fries, aren't too bad. Chicken fries are good. They're okay. Listen, 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 listen. They're decent. I understand some people don't like Burger King, and that's because they haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. <laughs> and it's starting to show. So the next question is going to be from the Julie at the Julie. <laughs> uh, they say, uh, I want to know the point of view and what y'all think about Nani saying Kara is a bully and Jemmy making correlations with Camilla 2.0. Um, whew, who wants to take this one first? I'll go first, I think. So, right. I mean, I'll take the bully aspect first. I think, um, I think the whole bully in the challenge house is just, that's just a word that gets thrown around so much in that house, and everyone has different opinions on it. I mean, so, like, there's, there's to, to an extent of how, like, you know, alliance is breaking up, and then there's to an extent of, like, you know, keeping people up all night. And from what I've been hearing, a lot of the cast members themselves say, it's not really bullying. It's more like harassment, where like just being harassed all night. And on on the whole Nani side, I don't see how Car is a bully just by saying you're not in my alliance. I mean, did something else happen? We don't that we don't know about. We don't fucking know. But from what I see on my TV, Car did nothing wrong. She is not. She is not considered a bully. I mean, even though I'm a fan of her, I'm calling. I'm just saying it straight up. What I've seen was nothing foul at all. 
And now going on to Jemmy's Camilla 2.0 tweets, what is Jemmy trying to get at that? I mean, what Camilla did is like disgusting and like I have like no words for it. And you just can't compare someone like Kara like that. I mean, I don't see Kara being racist on TV. I don't see Kara punching a producer. I don't see any I don't see Kara doing any of the same shit Camilla did. And I know some people are trying to say how no, that tweet was like mistaken. I'm supposed to be, oh, how Camilla's like spiraling out because of the show. I don't think Kara's spiraling out at all. I think Kara's just doing what she's got to do to be herself, and people are just jealous of her, and that's why people hate her. So, and I think both Nani and Jemmy are both wrong in, in the situation. I'll tell you what Jemmy was trying to get from that attention, but I don't know how I don't know how they can compare. Honestly, um, you don't see Kara yelling all irrational. Or anything, even if we just take the racist portion of Camilla out of this equation, you know, um, Kara, she was sitting down to, in my personal opinion, she seemed somewhat calm when Nani was trying to go off on her. And I just don't see how the, the two correlate at all. So I definitely think that Jemmy's statements were uh, completely out of line and completely um, just wrong in every which way or form. Um, you know, when Kara's called a bully, you know, the, the follow-up question I have for that is how? Who is she bullied? Now, when it comes to the challenge house, I don't think there is a lot of bullying to be had. But if I could think about the last time somebody was bullied, I would think it was when a whole bunch of girls threw Kaylee's stuff off of the balcony. So, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I like Nani. I don't want to lay into her too much. I think, you know, I think she could have used a better word, but I'm not going to take it too seriously. Now, Jemmy making correlations to Camilla 2.0. Uh, yo, fuck out of here. What are you talking about? First off, why is Jemmy even bringing up Camilla? The fucking nerve of Jemmy. First off, Camilla is the only reason why Jemmy even seen, ever, ever even seen a final. And we all seen how Jemmy did in that. Jemmy wishes she could be Camilla. She can't do anything as good as Camilla. Jemmy is not as good as a competitor as Camilla. Jemmy isn't as good at politics as Camilla. Jemmy is not even as good of a racist as Camilla, if you want to put that in there. Like, Jemmy is just falling short. So, you know, she's making these correlations, and I, and I think she's trying to make it like, um, like, oh, obviously she's spiraling down and it's going to lead to a big blow-up. Uh, Camilla blow-ups compared to Kara's are nowhere near in the same vicinity. Uh, Kara is the way she is. She has been picked on and attacked, and now she's on the defensive. Now she's not playing no games. Uh, 90 said it best. The, the Kara I knew used to be the nicest girl in the world. The Kara I knew was so sweet. Guess what? That shit is out the fucking window. She got her heart broke by Kyle. She got played. She had sodas poured on her. She had a shit blown up. And guess what? Kara's not taking no more shit. That's the Kara I like. Jemmy, go ahead, get the fuck up out of here. And uh, make sure you go back and delete those tweets with the N-word. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Mic drop. Boom. That's all I got to say about that. Bananas, close us up. All right, guys. Another great episode of Posterous. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, give us those five stars. Give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Both stars. Peace. Whoa! What did you just say, Sam?
Yeah, go fuck yourself, Master. Did you really? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay.